0: Welcome to the Investing Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Kahn, and Steve Kress, the head of Quant Strategy at Seeking Alpha, joins us again. He's talking about his latest article, Top 3 AI Stocks, By the Dip. You can always get a full transcript of these episodes at the Investing Experts page on Seeking Alpha. Just head over to the homepage and type investing experts into the search box. And don't forget, if you're looking for a comprehensive look at what's going on in the markets each day, We have our Wall Street Breakfast podcast out before 7 a.m. Eastern Time and our follow-up, Wall Street Lunch, up at noon. You can find them at Seeking Alpha or wherever you get your podcasts. Steve, thanks for joining us again.
1: Thank you so much for having me back. I appreciate it
0: so we're talking today about ai stocks and this is picking up from our last week's podcast um listeners if you didn't catch it i'll put a link in the show notes but it, that was about some of the best uh, quant rated stocks for the second half of 2023 and we touched briefly on ai in that but kind of wanted to talk a little bit more out on it today um you just come out with an article on a buy the dip ai stocks the top three that you're looking at but We've got to talk about the elephant in the AI space, which is NVIDIA first. Um, they report earnings after the bell today, recording this Wednesday morning. And um, you know a lot of people are going to say, why isn't NVIDIA on the list?
1: Okay, well, I will definitely uh, address that. It is in the universe of AI stocks that we are following. And just to sort of share this with the viewers, we have about 89 AI stocks And uh, our portfolio and i want to let people know how we pick those ai stocks and i'm sorry this is going to actually be a really simple answer we look at the top three ai i'm sorry the top four ai etfs in the market and we take the ticker symbols from those etfs and load it up to our portfolio tool Uh, and at that point it gives me one single place that i can view the most important ai stocks according to these etfs and those etf management teams did their research for identifying stocks that are in the AI world. What our uh, tool, our portfolio tool, gives me the ability to do is take a look at what the quant recommendation is and what the quant grades are on all of these AI stocks. So uh, NVIDIA is definitely in the basket of 89 stocks and it currently comes in as a hold. The stock obviously has done incredibly well uh, this year. It's up over 200% and according to our system it looks great on quant metrics across the board with the exception of valuation so the growth is fantastic profitability momentum eps revisions the valuation grade though is an f on nvidia and the reason why is when you take a look at the underlying metrics if you were a if you are a premium client it gives you the ability to click on the value tab and you can see all the underlying metrics like PE, PEG, EVD sales, price to sales, price to book, price to cash flow. Pretty much across the board, NVIDIA has quant grades of Fs and Ds and D minuses. So the stock does appear overvalued on almost all the metrics, except for one. There is one metric, which is called the PEG ratio. And I provide um, our users with both a historical PEG and a forward PEG. And the Ford PEG has a grade of B. And the absolute uh, data point for that ratio is 1.44 versus the sector at 1.8 times. So it's about a 20% discount to the sector on a PEG ratio. And what I love about the PEG ratio is that it combines the PE of the company with the growth rate of the company. And it's just a great valuation framework where you can marry both growth and value together. So that one standalone metric, to me, is pretty powerful. It is true the overall valuation grade from all the other metrics uh, combined is an F. But if somebody likes NVIDIA uh, and they look at our valuation metrics, the underlying metrics, they can make a case to you know continue to purchase the stock. But at minimum, the stock should be a hold if you already have it. And hold means hold, does not mean sell.
0: Yeah, I mean... I haven't seen buzz around a stock like I have around Nvidia in a long time. Um, yeah, Thanks for clarifying that on the valuation and very interesting on the peg level. I mean, I've seen uh, you know analysts hiking up their price targets into the earnings today. There's been such momentum just in the shares rising. I also saw that JP Morgan was out with a little note and they had – um, AI stocks uh, revenue growth, and then AI stocks x Nvidia revenue growth. So now it's it's kind of its own core metric. Dan Ives is called the the Godfather of AI. So a lot of interest on uh, in what the numbers are going to see, and who knows, you know, maybe if there is a whiff in guidance or something, suddenly the valuation comes down, and people might want to be looking at a different quant rating of Nvidia.
1: Yeah, all it takes if you continue to have uh, analysts take their earnings estimates up, um, you know, and then the earnings growth is stronger and we're into a dip here. And one of the reasons why um, I wrote this article is that NASDAQ itself is off about 7% from its recent high. Uh, I'm sorry, 5% from its recent high. And the uh, uh, tech ETF, the S&P tech ETF is off about 7% from its recent high. So a lot of these stocks have paused or come off a little bit and that's why the valuations are like looking attractive for stocks that like have not looked attractive for in almost a decade. Now having said that, uh, we've had a, a strong buy in Meta and Google for most of this year. Um, but it's actually been pretty rare over the last decade where we've had strong buys on these stocks. Meta, like if we went back a year ago, what a turnaround this company has. they were about to go down a huge rabbit hole with the metaverse and all the investment that they had been making into it uh and lo and behold as we come into this year there's a bit of a reversion to the mean and the stock price um the company sort of got religion really cut back on their meta expenses the Metaverse expenses and uh started putting money back into their traditional businesses and ai and boy has the stock been rewarded so our our quant rating really changed uh from where it was a year ago to having a buy earlier in 2023 and it's definitely worked out quite well uh google We've had a buy on for a while. But again, uh, the point of the article I wrote today was to take advantage of this dip in the stock prices that we've had from the July highs and with the NASDAQ coming off a little bit.
0: So you've mentioned Meta and you've mentioned Google. That's two of the stocks on your uh, buy the dip list. There's a third, but it's on the cusp, right?
1: It it was, yeah. Unfortunately, it actually dropped to a hole today. We did write that in the article. That it was on a razor's edge for the valuation grade, um, but you know that that happens in the world of quant. You have to have you know ranges or distinct levels where uh, a switch is triggered, and valuation tends to be a switch that gets triggered more often than not. And what we're simply doing is we're taking a look at all those value metrics and comparing it to the rest of the sector median, and we develop that score. And as anything with a score, you know, if you're taking a test in uh, school, you know, if you have uh, an 85 or a 95, you know, there's a threshold there where it goes from, you know, an A to an A minus to B plus. Quant has that same kind of threshold. So that's why I really encourage people if something drops from a strong buy to hold, you know, take a look at the underlying metrics. Hold does not mean sell. Uh, and I think, you know, if Amazon has analysts, taking their numbers up for into the remainder of the year, and we're still sort of in this dip that we you know, traditionally find ourselves in in the September, October period, it could still be a really good buying opportunity for uh, Amazon. Oh, you know what? Uh, there's something that you had mentioned. Uh, uh, you said you were reading about revenue growth for um, AI coming out of uh, JP Morgan. One of the cool things, and I don't want this to seem too promotional, but as I said, The way that I identify my AI universe is I took the ticker symbols from four major ETFs and I loaded it up to the portfolio tool. One of the great features on the tool is that there's pages for valuation, growth, profitability and performance. And if you click on the growth page, it will show you for all these companies, all 89 companies, uh, what the revenue growth is year over year, what it is forward, what the EPS growth is, um, what the EBITDA growth is, net income growth. So you could actually witness yourself. You could t- read that JP Morgan article that probably filters out a couple names, but you could load up your own universe of stocks and it could be anything from AI to drone stocks, to cybersecurity, to uh, water utilities. And in that portfolio tool, you'll be able to take a look at uh, those styles, such as growth and value and profitability and see all the numbers you know right there firsthand.
0: Yeah, that's a huge help when making stock picking decisions You know, take the research and then use the tools as something that is a great combination for that you have when you're on, on Seeking Alpha. Um, I just want to ask about something that's brought up in the comments section of the article already. It's only been up for a few hours, but there's already a big discussion going on. Um, we get a lot of Great ideas from our comments section in the articles, and a lot of good analysis in there, too. Um, they're asking why Microsoft didn't make the cut. Uh, big AI name.
1: Yeah, so um, no question about it. Uh, you know, the stock has had a fairly good year. That's up about 35% as well. And as a number of these other stocks, it's come off from uh, the July levels. So the uh, factor grades that we look at. And their five core factors are value, growth, profitability, momentum, and EPS revisions. Uh, The stocks that we have have pretty strong factor grades across the board. Microsoft has an F on valuation and a C on growth and a C for the EPS revisions. So there are three factor grades out of the five that are sort of average to weak. Um, And that's why it did not make the top of the list.
0: Makes sense. All right. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add about the AI sector before we switch gears a little bit?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I would say, you know, in regards to the AI sector, you know, a lot of people weren't really even considering the sector two years ago, let alone even last year. And this year it's really come into its own. Uh, One of the things that I like about looking at these 89 or 90 stocks, and we'll probably continue to add to them as the ETFs expand their universe, that unlike uh, when we were sort of in the tech um, era and the tech bubble, many of those companies did not have earnings, let alone even revenues. What is really fantastic about the AI era is you have some major corporations, some of the largest in the world, that are able to implement and facilitate ai quite quickly and companies that are incredibly profitable profitable like amazon and google and media and nvidia um have dedicated a good portions of their business to ai and they're already really quickly optimizing it so i think i would continue to look at the um, ai etfs i would load up Uh, AI stocks into your portfolio tool. And you're gonna also find that there are a lot of unconventional companies like Caterpillar and uh, John Deere and General Motors that are gonna come into the AI universe because so much of their business going forward will be leveraging AI. So I I just think it's a great space to be looking at. And uh, this I think is an opportunity with the market entering into sort of the, you know, September, October time period to take advantage of this dip,
0: yeah, I just read about some uh, trend spotting for Morgan Stanley, where they looked at uh, all the transcripts from the IKEA, um, recent earnings season and finding that pretty much every sector was well represented in AI mentions in their conference call. Um, when you drill down a little more into what there was, what the substance was, it's a lot. It's a lot of more dispersed, but certainly it's a you know it's a topic that. Every executive's got top of mind. Um, we're going to switch the sectors to retail uh, because this morning Foot Locker reported its earnings and shares are plunging. Uh, class, cutting guidance, they missed the top and bottom lines, but the big news is that they're suspending their dividend. Their last payout was 40 cents a share. Um, Quant Rating had this on watch for a dividend either cut or suspension. So I just wanted to give our listeners an idea of what goes into the grades for those dividend grades and the warnings that we see on them sometimes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this was, uh, I think, a victory for quant on two levels. One for the directional recommendation of the stock. We had a sell on it versus a Wall Street buy. Uh, And that sell um, is comprised of those factor grades. And uh, growth was a D- minus for the factor grade there. Momentum was a D- and analyst EPS revisions were... A D minus. Profitability for the company came in at C minus, which is, you know, um, you could say in line. But uh, when you take all those factor grades that came across so poorly, the directional recommendation uh, was a sell in the stock and want to sell in early June. Um, on the dividend level, we use div- different metrics for that. You know, often there could be stocks where we'll have a strong buy or buy and the dividend grades uh, could be poor. The point of the dividend grades and the reason why we separate it is we really wanna measure the safety of the grades and the growth of the grades. And in the case of Foot Locker, dividend safety was a D minus grade, the dividend growth uh, grade was F, and consistency was an F. So if you could take a deeper dive when you're on the stock page and you go to the dividend grade card, you can click on uh, safety and it will show you the underlying metrics. So there are a number of underlying metrics that um, contributed to that overall D minus. The dividend payout ratio was high. That grade was a D. And the uh, absolute number was 62% versus the sector at about 30%. Uh, So the dividend payout did not look good. The cash flow payout ratio was a D as well. Um, Our measurement there, the absolute data point was 36.9% versus the sector at about 19.9%. So again, that metric was weak. Dividend coverage was weak at a D minus. Uh, then we have some, you know, not quite proprietary, but unique features that we look at for dividend safety, which is the 60 month capital asset pricing model. That was a D. Uh, sustainable, sustainable growth rate was a D. And the percent of total downward DPS revisions was a D minus. So all of those underlying metrics uh, contributed to the overall dividend safety grade of D minus. And what's really important to know is historically, we have a very, very good track record with these dividend safety grades. So if you were to look at the grades um, and the stocks had anywhere from an A plus to A minus for that dividend safety grade, historically going back to 2010, 99% of dividend cuts could be averted if you had stocks that scored A plus to A minus. Uh, conversely, 93% of all stocks that cut their dividend had dividend safety grades of lower than C plus to F. And uh, in fact, 67% of all stocks that cut their dividend have a dividend grade of F. So the, the grades have some substance to it. It's definitely worth paying attention to. Uh, you know, it's not a 100% guarantee, but we measure metrics. Uh, We measure the metrics compared to the sector. And when you take a look at this on a historical basis, it's a very powerful tool.
0: Definitely. And I can remind our listeners that on Seeking Alpha, you can screen using those grades. You can screen for dividend safety. You can also screen for stocks like Footlocker, where quant rating is at a sell against the rest of Wall Street, which is at a buy. Um, something to look out and maybe snap up some opportunities. So Steve, that's all we got time for. Thanks so much. Really appreciate you joining us again.
1: Yeah, great to be here and I uh, hope to be back soon.
0: Thanks for listening to the Investing Experts Podcast. Nothing on this podcast should be taken as investment advice of any sort. At times, myself or my guest may own positions in the securities mentioned. For full access to transcripts, as well as analyst ratings, stock quant scores, and dividend grades, subscribe to Seeking Alpha Premium at seekingalpha.com slash subscriptions.